You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. And we're here back with another episode of Behind the Leaf with uh, your host, Alec, and your co-host, uh, Cassie. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so uh, we've got an amazing guest here for you guys today. We got Lance from Grove Bags. He's the CMO of the company, and uh, he's going to do a lot better better job introducing himself than I will. So <laughs> I'm going to let him take it away. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, you're spot on. Yeah, CMO of uh, Grove Bags came on with this company just a handful of months ago. Um, really just to bring them in and kind of scale them up. That's become a bit of my forte uh, in the cannabis industry. So um, very much I've enjoyed it and was stoked. To Andrew's point, he said you guys were coming to town. And um, oh, yeah. like he said, I literally just got back from from uh, Santiago, Chile for the Expo Weed Convention. That's awesome. down there. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. It's, the Expo Weed Convention? Yeah, so Expo Weed, it's a really cool series. Um, so that's another thing. Like my focus has been as much on international cannabis mm-hmm. as it has uh, domestic, but Expo Weed is a series that starts out every year in Mexico and works it, its way down from Mexico to Colombia, Colombia to Chile, Chile to Uruguay. And so the one that I've always been a fan of, because I have a, a few friends that I've been mentoring for the last several years in the industry down in, in Santiago, and I was amazed. They had 23,000 people at, at this expo. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> wow. Which, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you kind of look at it, like, you know, a lot of people talk about um, MJ Biz, which is our biggest. Yeah, our biggest like, what, B2B. like, like 40,000 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's last year, I think yeah. they claim, I, I think about it, they said like 25 or 30,000 last year. I, I think wow. that's the amount of registrants versus attendees. Yeah, wow, that's crazy because that was my first one last year. And oh, was that it? was like, for me, that was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a oh, it is, man. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like if you come from the electronics industry with CES or the auto industry with SEMA, like those are their big like flagship shows every year. And that's definitely MJ biz for us. But it's interesting because they, they finally took my, I always reference them as like being the Super Bowl of <laughs> cannabis conventions. They finally quoted me last year. But the thing that they didn't quote was the fact they always say, yeah, but if, if that's a Super Bowl, then something like Spanibus in Barcelona every year is FIFA. Like that's yeah. World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you get you get a lot of people now, you're getting more international at MJ Biz, but you go to Spanibus and it is, that's one of the only shows I work where there's people from every continent in the industry. Wow. That I, like oh, friends yeah, from APAC from Australia. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about Spanibus for a while now and yeah. uh, been, everyone's been telling me to go. It's, and it's I definitely have to carve out sometime in the next year or two to, to yeah. head out there. I would, man. And it's definitely take the, the least amount of time I recommend for people going is a week. Like you really, not just to get acclimated because it's it's nine hours. Well, for you guys, it's only <laughs> six hours ahead. Yeah. It's not as bad. I'm like, wait, for me, time zones. <laughs> yeah, time zones. For me, it's nine hours ahead. So, you know, going in and getting acclimated, but there's a reason why the Romans and Greeks, you know, dominated that that yeah. area. It really is a beautiful, a beautiful spot. And you're right there, you know, on the water and they've got phenomenal food. And mm. it's kind of a, what we call a manana manana kind of laid back yeah, that's awesome. mentality, that's but nice. that's a good show. But cool. yeah, but this one, this was, I mean, 23,000 people in the population of Chile is uh, 19 million, 19.3 million. Yeah. Wow. So you look at that and compared to, like you said, like even if it's 25, 30,000 yeah. MJ biz, this still, this country has 315, 318 million. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, you look at it proportionally like, yeah, it's a pretty big show, but international kind of. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just went rank. to one in, uh, in New York city. It was, uh, run by a uh, Kleiner global and it oh, was, okay. it was, uh, uh, cannabis and psychedelics and like an investment seminar. Yeah. And, it was my first one run by them and it was like I'm, i used to go used to 
MJ BizCon and stuff yeah. like that. So it was it was really small, like in like an yeah. office room almost. And but oh, it, wow. was, it was it was it was it was a very good seminar and stuff. One of the uh, companies I'm involved in, Merida Capital, they were speaking there and stuff nice. like that. They were on the panel. And actually, I'm going to another one in New York City on the day we get back from California. Yeah, oh, I think wow. we get in at midnight and yeah, then we have to be there in the morning. Crazy. <laughs> you guys are sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, never we, stops, but it it's all good stop. things. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, we like fly out at 4.30, land at midnight, then I got to be in this New York City at like 9 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fun. <laughs> wow. So it should be interesting. But uh, but yeah, so how did you start getting into cannabis? What, what, what was the Take us way back. Oh my gosh. I'm a Gen go. Xer, I was going to yeah. say. So that's a few years. Um, no, I got into it. I grew up around it. So as much as I made fun of hippies when I was a kid growing up in the 80s, because, you know, that was the thing. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the hippies, it's like, you know, Flower Summer power. of Love. Yeah, that yeah. was from back in the 60s. <laughs> that was hella old. So I'm like, you know what? But, you know, I, I kind of, as I grew up, you know, learn to kind of respect and appreciate the whole back to mother nature and mm-hmm. the more wholesome, healthy. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden I find myself loving kombucha and acai bowls and all this. Oh, stuff. Same, here. Yeah. same here. Yeah. I converted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up around it. And so it was never really taboo, you know, growing up in, in the Bay area, although I was in the North Bay closer to the, the triangle, um, y- y- you know, I don't know. It was, it was always around. Like it was never, you know, and we were the birth of the yuppie and alternative lifestyle mm-hmm. movement and all these other things. So yeah. I never looked at it quite in the lens of the the war on drugs or the dare, although we were exposed to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I just started sharing about a year ago because I know statute of limitations have run up. Um, but <laughs> it's always a <laughs> keep. I know, keep right? It's a factor, right? But uh, that's you know, cannabis is really how I was able to save up for going off to college. So I went to oh, school wow. in, in San Luis Obispo and ironically enough, studied criminal justice. That's <laughs> what he did. That's what, yeah, I, that's what did. I did. Yeah, that's I went, so funny. Yeah, I, I went to college for uh, criminal justice at first yeah. and then I started learning about it. And honestly, it just it wasn't what I thought being a cop and all that stuff was yeah. really going to be about. It was very political, all this it is. bureaucracy and all this stuff. And like, they were considering like corruption, falling asleep on your 12 hour, and I think the end of your 12 hour shift in your car when it's like yeah. three o'clock in the morning. And like, you don't need to get fired or like, like anything for that. So like, I was like, ah, this isn't what I want to do. And then I got into real estate and then I got, I've always wanted to get into the cannabis industry, but the deals that were flying across the table, like I've I've said in previous shows, they were just too big. Yeah. It was like, like when cannabis was- Big asks. Oh yeah. yeah. When, when cannabis was first coming out, there were people were looking for like upwards of five, $10 million at a minimum. Yeah, because because mostly grow outs. Grows that are 30, $40 million to set up. Yep. And all this stuff, but yeah. then uh, something finally came along, and I was able to get involved. And now I've been going to the conferences, there's all nice. this stuff, and really connecting with the community and really learning out there what cannabis is truly about. I remember oh gosh, when yeah. you were in school for criminal justice, you did that paper on cannabis. Remember? Oh wow! I think yeah, that yeah. kind of. I mean, you've always been like an enthusiast, but it was like that spark, and I'm like, I know this is what he's going to end up doing. Yeah, because <laughs> like you look, you probably did the same thing as me. You know, and I don't know if you grew up, but I grew up with Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. I remember <laughs> there was a scene in, in Sesame Street is always you know one of these kids is doing their own thing three of these kids are doing the mm-hmm. same right that's what i felt like when we were learning i think it was during our patrolling course and we were learning about the whole scheduling right mm-hmm. so i'm mm-hmm. like schedule one okay like it makes sense you know heroin and pcp and then mm-hmm. cannabis was there and i'm like wait that, that makes that, no sense that makes no sense we were just we're talking like, about that the other day <laughs> yeah we were just yeah. yeah we were just talking about that uh, the other day of why cannabis is a schedule one drug and for those of you out there who don't know what a schedule one drug means is that it provides no medical benefit to the to you at all yeah like 
they consider cocaine a schedule two, I think, because it provides That's a medical exactly. benefit. Like, like it provides yep. a medical benefit. <laughs> to put that in perspective, <laughs> like it's it's and it, we were just talking about that and how um, like uh, the MD the current administration just uh, called for them to deschedule it, but yeah. realistically, it was kind of just like. I I want to call it pissing in the wind a little bit because yeah, like, it's a political. Mm -hmm. he, it's it's midterms. Yeah. It's midterms yeah. election, yeah. so it is what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to expunge all the federal yeah. offenders, and and that's going to affect sixty two hundred people. The thing that negated to mention is there there's what nobody. About all the other charges that they're charged oh, yeah. with, right? exactly right. And there's, nobody's in federal it, prison for just there's nobody possession. in federal prison. That's it. That's right. what I was going to say. Like it's not applicable to a single individual that's currently incarcerated in no. the federal prison system. To your point, like. It's small possession plus something else. It's yeah. not just small possession. So while it did help expunge even a few of my friends, you know, records, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. To your point, it was such a political. Yeah, play. It was, you know, we was, thought Trump yeah, was, was going to play it as a card. To be honest, yeah, like know, a lot of my saying. friends are like, "Oh, Trump's going to legalize it so yeah. he can get buy-in." Because over was it seventy-three plus percent of the population supports legalization on some level or another, either medical only or medical and adult use or adult use only. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. totally. so it's like when three quarters of the population is like, "Yeah, we can make some money off that." It's like <laughs> I could see as a politician. Use that as a hail mary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. And especially, yeah. I mean, once they pass, like, ho hopefully pass, like the banking acts and stuff yes. like that, to yeah. where cannabis companies can actually use proper banks and yep. do all that proper stuff the right way. And uh, once that happens, I feel like it's 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 just inevitable at that yeah. point. It is. I because think it is too. The, the big corporations are going to be involved, especially with the banks, and the banks aren't going to want to lose out on their money, the millions of dollars that they're getting from these cannabis companies. That's exactly it. So they're going to have to force the government to fucking legalize do it. Something, yeah. Do something, yeah. And I mean, that's a thing. Do something at least. It's still the fastest growing industry in the world, and pardon the pun, there's yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> you know, but I mean, there's 350,000 plus employees just in this country alone that are, that are literally employed because of this plant. And so it's something that you can't really ignore. I mean, there's other right. categories, other yeah. industries and that it, don't even come close to that. Yeah, and it, and it's a it, it's a new industry for people to find all kinds of work and different kinds and discover different kinds of positions out there because it's 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 just insane. It's not like you're having your traditional job or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, we won't talk too much more about politics. Yeah, no. So that's <laughs> and all that. So, so going uh, back to yeah. So yeah. I, I actually you know that was part of was me selling to save up to go to school and then luckily I became a resident advisor as a, industry enough the first ever freshman RA at Cal Poly for Cal Poly um, up in San Luis. That's cool. So that helped me pay yeah, for room and board, free room and board, right? <laughs> um, but it's interesting because same thing, like criminal justice, as much as I appreciate it, and the, the intent for me to pursue that avenue was because of being able to help people. So I always yeah, want to be same. like right. like mm -hmm. the, the safety officer or the community yeah. officer for CHP or for county sheriffs. And that was what attracted me to it. But um, it's interesting. I ended up getting into, into digital media and advertising. And then there came a time in my career um, specifically in late 2013, where a former SVP of mine at um, Scripps was like, hey, she had just moved over to Colorado to take over uh, DFM's flagship property. And she's like, um, I think there's a hero path for you and yada, yada. And we're launching this cannabis website and you're from Northern California. <laughs> a lot of my friends on social media, of course, are like, we know why you're moving to Colorado because all eyes are on Colorado. That's an right. adult totally. use market, right? And uh, sure enough, I moved out there and, and started um, segueing into it. But I came in from an ancillary, and I've always been. Yes, I'm a, I'm a home grower and, and an advocate and consumer from a medical standpoint. But um, I've always been on the ancillary side. But that's what really got me in was passion, and and then being tied to an industry that um, isn't just about getting people rich. Because I was in dot com, and that's yeah. about getting rather it be the Cox sisters at you know working for Autotrade.com, or rather it be IHS and Polk for for getting you know them rich working at Autotrade.com. Like there's right. a lot of digital media companies I work for. And I, I just, I mean, yeah, it helped 
make people's lives either easier when it came to purchasing a car or finding mm-hmm. out vehicle yeah. history. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was really impacting on people's people's lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then cannabis, I did. I was like, it impacted mine. Being a cancer survivor, I shifted my ideology oh. towards wow. like holistic medicine yeah, wow. and Eastern mm-hmm. medicine. So from a proactive standpoint. So it affected me. And then I think the pivotal point for me was when I was with the cannabis and it was probably 2015, um, we, they actually won a, a prize for this series, but we were covering all of the kids that were moving, the families of kids that were moving to Colorado with grandma and epileptic seizure mm-hmm. issues. Oh, okay. Wow. And wow. so I actually saw it firsthand. It was crazy because these people were selling everything they owned to move into a trailer in Pueblo or, or yeah. wherever, mm-hmm. what, just somewhere to be in a legal state. Right. And I saw, you know, a, a child who had gone from 95 seizures a week to five. And I was like, wow, this is like... I want yeah, to be a can. part of that. Like yeah. you can't ignore that. You, you, know? you, you really can. Like I remember watching documentaries and parents were so worried about their kids. Like you said, like they have multitude seizures a day and yeah. they have zero to go down to zero or very few. Yep. Yeah. And then they have to go visit family for holidays in, a, in, in, a, in an illegal state and yep. or they have to go somewhere for something. Yeah. Yeah. And they start freaking out because if they get, if their kid has to go to the hospital because they had a seizure and whatever, and they find THC in yeah. that minor system, yep. that's a big problem. they're calling CPS, yeah. they're yeah. calling the cops, and yep. it's not going to end well. And just for providing your kids with the medication that you want right. and it's healthy and Wild. it's not harming them, it's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And that goes back mm-hmm. to the stigma and tabooism. And, and oh, you all know, you, you just flew into LA, oh, which of course, yeah. right. th- this is like the epicenter of entertainment and movies and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because people are like, well, who do you think really fueled the war on drugs? And I'm like, well, you know, for my generation, it, it was Ronald. Re- well, it's more so Nancy Reagan and, and a guy. Just say no. He always says that. Yes, yeah, just, 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 say just say no. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. It was the Reagan era. Uh-huh. <laughs> Voodoo economics, Reagan economics yeah. era. Right. Um, but it was uh, Daryl Watts who was the um, the head of LAPD, and he presented that to Nancy Reagan, and Nancy Reagan really embraced yeah. it. And um, so that was the war on drugs I grew up with. But even my parents, they grew up with Nixon's war on drugs, which happened in 1971. But yeah. then, you know, our great-grandparents, the silent generation, they grew up with Anslinger, which you probably mm-hmm. read enough about this in, in criminal mm-hmm. law. You know, he was the original one who was starting Prohibition back in the early teens, 20s, 30s um, of yeah. last century. And so, you know, this war on drugs. But I tell people that there's other things that perpetuate it, like Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, why does like Hollywood, Hollywood keep no, totally. keeping the fucking stigma of Spicoli ordering a pizza, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? or, or yeah. Pineapple that's Express? That's like a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. yeah, I see um, exactly yeah. what you're saying. But that's the whole reason why <laughs> we started like, this podcast was to educate yeah. people, break yeah, the stigma. Break, break and the stigma. Exactly. Now that we started it, family, friends who, you know, had like thought a certain way about yeah. it or like opening up their can of yeah. curious, asking questions. I'm like, this is the point. I'm like, yes. That's exactly I love it. it. Yeah. And when it's one-on-one, like you all know, and like we had discussed, you know, I'm having my own podcast, you know, for... The, the one thing that's most interesting for me is the fact that a lot of the education has to be one-on-one. Like as oh, much yeah, as I travel, people are like, I don't push it on anyone. I don't. I'm an advocate, not an activist, which means I lead with education, not with forced beliefs. Yeah. And so I'll that's be in an Uber. Or, yeah, yeah, right? Because you can't force and nobody likes anything No, then they're going to be closed off. No. Yeah, exactly. The walls go up immediately. Yeah, you, don't, exactly. you don't change minds with the force. You change it's them exactly. with facts. So uh, you, no matter if it's a flight attendant or, or an Uber driver or, you know, a, a, a front, you know, individual at a hotel that's checking me in like they'll ask oh what are you in town for you know small town I'm in town for a convention and then oftentimes they ask well yeah. what convention i'm like what oh, is for, it? Uh, for you know weed week or for expo weed or mm-hmm. for mj biz and oh is that like about cannabis yeah and then it's so interesting because to your point 
you know, certain individuals be like, you know, can I ask you some questions? I'm like, yeah, of course. That's, of course. I'm actually an yeah, educator in the They're industry. Like, I write an article about do. this stuff. Yeah. That's so. always what you do. Please yeah. ask me as many questions as you want. Yeah, like, because, I love talking yeah. about it. And I hate it when people start, I mean, I hate, that's a bad word. I dislike <laughs> how people start a conversation with, well, this is probably a dumb question. It's probably a stupid question. And I'm always like, the only dumb question is the one that isn't asked. Like right. that yeah. is exactly. the fact that you're open to learn mm-hmm. is the first step <laughs> to oh, being educated. Totally. So that's, that's a big thing for me. So going back to, you know, how I segued into it, thankfully was um, because of my experience in digital media and marketing, and I've been fortunate in building some really great brands and being associated with some great brands in the industry. But the one thing that's interesting and it's, it's very applicable with where I'm at now with Grove Bags and I'm fortunate I have an awesome CEO that created our technology for his um, for his older brother, who um, you know unfortunately has cerebral palsy, and and so he wanted to find mm-hmm. a way to retain the quality of his his medicine. Right. But the one thing that I'm always adamant about with any company I work for in this industry is that they recognize they're hiring on me, you know, as an advocate, not just as a marketing specialist or as a business development mm-hmm. guy. Like I bring my advocacy, and hopefully you're okay with that. Because if you're not, mm-hmm. I can go work somewhere else. But that's a big element just like the opportunity to be a guest on your guys show mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah, totally that's a big element of i feel like i'm making an impact on lives you right know? and that's your so, passion yeah that's what you want to do exactly so there you go you got to bring it with you throughout all the avenues of your life that's great true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah love what definitely. you do right I exactly mean, you'll never work a day in your life <laughs> that's, that's what they exactly say it. so exactly. and speaking of what of what you do so what so with grow bags and stuff like that let's explain let's let's, let's yeah. dive into that what do you do now yeah, it's fun. So Grove Bags Company, I've been keeping an eye on for a while. Technically started back in 2016 by Jack Grover. Um, really great, really phenomenal guy. He, like me, is an advocate. He's definitely, mm-hmm. a, obviously, because of the experience in, in caregiving for his brother and, and mm-hmm. you know, growing his own medicine for his brother. Um, so we have a lot of similarities there. But, you know, he came along with this technology. And it's interesting because I was just talking to a friend in the industry whom mm-hmm. you got to meet just before now. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to wear some bags. I got to get some Mylars. And I'm like, no, you don't have to get Mylar. He's like, it's not really good for the butt, is I'm like, no, metal in any sort of biomass yeah. encourages oxidation. That's not really a good right. thing. Yeah, so I started thing. telling him. So um, so what Jack came up with was uh, this technology that, for one, it auto-cures the flower. So oh, wow. it's, it's soft-sided. Um, virgin polymer is what we use, a type of plastic. And we're able to maintain the perfect relative humidity as well as it's antimicrobial, anti-static, and UV protected. Oh, very nice. So wow. nothing against mason jars because that's what I used up until last year. But <laughs> mason jars don't keep out the UV. Mason no, jars do don't have the best leak <laughs> right. down. Um, mm-hmm. They're very porous, uh, but yet they don't breathe. And so, um, you know, mason jars aren't the most ideal. Turkey bags are made for cooking turkeys, not for, you know, <laughs> for storing flour. Um, not for cannabis. Same with toast, not for cannabis. Yeah. Um, so that's what our technology does. And, you know, for me, it's kind of a twofer when I come on with the company. Again, it's it's while my my passion is in the marketing and in building a brand, um, also I do a lot of business development. So that's a okay. reason for travels to like I shared with you, you know, just coming back from Santiago, but mm-hmm. um, did a four-week tour over, um, well, my team did. I cut out about two and a half weeks, but did a tour to go speak over in England and the Netherlands oh, wow. and Germany nice. earlier this summer. Um, and so that's a lot of it, too, is going out and plugging the brand I work for into my existing network. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. take it really global. Expanding that and work, yeah. taking it globally. Exactly. And, and with a technology like this, yeah. we're fortunate because, again, it's it's not just a jar. It's not just a bag. It's not... and 
And I even educate my mm-hmm. my employees. I say, you know, remember, we're a technology company first mm-hmm. and a packaging company second. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. that's where it comes into my advocacy because once people understand how it preserves and maintains the quality, consistency, and potency, yeah. potency of the flower, which is imperative as a, as a medicinal advocate. Oh, yeah, um, totally. That's when they get it. They're yeah. like, okay. So, so yeah, that's what grow yeah. bags is. It's not your typical yeah. Ziploc bag. No, it's not. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, that as much as we love to, hey, that's, I, you know, I used them. <laughs> I mean, hey, I've got Ziploc bags. Did everyone at got some point? Cannabis and everything from a <laughs> Ziploc true. bag to a pizza box once. Oh like, my gosh. Know, classic. <laughs> we so neglected flour when we were younger. It's crazy, but it's come a long way. Yeah. And technology has in general, there's so many, it's interesting when people hear the term technology, they always think of robots or computers yeah, or like a cell phone right. yeah or a cell phone but technology is any innovation that brings improvement to an existing environment and i couldn't be more applicable than now in producing this flower because even myself learning how to grow growing up you know a lot of wives tales a lot of rumors mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. this is how you do this, this is how you do that. this is it's so subjective yeah. it matters you know what you're growing where you're growing how you're growing mm-hmm. what you're growing it in um, I mean, there's so many variables. Yeah. And so a lot of those, oh, well, you should burp it for this long or you should cure it for that. Or yeah. You should dry it for that long. Do it for this long or and you should yeah. face it west or whatever. Yeah. Like some, <laughs> Use ozonated water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah it's yeah, crazy. Like something like that. I mean, because everyone yeah. has their own home re- home remedies and stuff yep. like that for everything. Very but uh, in, in like my time and going to conferences and stuff like that with growing and pack, you know, like, like with all the companies out there right now, it's a lot of me too companies. Right? Yes. Everyone does sure. the same thing basically. All yep. Shit. Mm-hmm. yep. And nobody's really branching out into like how to make these things better. Yeah. Like with, with it's technology. It's very true. Like, like, yeah. like what you guys are doing, you, you, you took the, you went, the Mylar bag is not. Yeah. Is not mm-hmm. doing the it job. My, Mylar is great How for storing potato chips. Yeah, it's yeah. great for food because it creates mm-hmm. that proper vapor barrier and, and oxygen seal that you need for for your Doritos. Yeah. But like to your point, that was just, and, and I saw that a lot, you know, it's interesting because it's dog years. You all have probably figured this out. Already. <laughs> but but me being in it since 13, you know, early 14, mm-hmm. like I've seen a lot, but to your point, it's it was a lot of me too. It's a lot yeah. of people repurposing, even a company I worked for, they had a technology that they developed for a totally different industry. Then they applied it to this one. It just so happened it worked, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I support that. But in most instances, to your point, just because you've been packaging lozenges for a company for X amount of years or you've been doing insurance for certain types of companies or Mm -hmm. I mean, like that doesn't make you an expert and that doesn't mean it's necessarily applicable to this plant, let alone this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we we can't stop learning how to make things better, especially with cannabis. He was like even with the uh, one one of the dab rigs I was just using a few minutes ago, the uh, the ice buyers. They're they're doing a a great thing because now they're taking away the stigma of like taking a dab and yeah. it looks like you're doing crack. Oh my god! You got Dude, that torch. torch does not you got, lie. Like, the blue chain torch <laughs> yeah. and the whole thing. Everyone I remember when like, I first started doing it. Cassie was like, "What? What are you doing? Like, yeah, like free basing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. And again, yeah. being chokes, Colonel Justin. But I mean, yeah, when you see someone bust out a torch or, or uh, an aggressive yeah. flame, yeah, yeah, like, it's associated with crack cocaine or like some like you're like this isn't cannabis yeah. you're like what is this that's definitely yeah. not your first thought yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but now they've they've they can create devices that it, it, it's it's all electronic does it yeah. with with uh, electricity and heats it up and it's it's it's, it's great like yeah. it, and it, it looks clean it looks nice and that's one of the biggest things i feel like with like the older generations and stuff like that oh is God, that yeah. they like like the old generation like they don't want to smell the cannabis they don't want to see the flower it's they, true it's, it's 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 still that like you see it there's still and stigma. You're like uh oh, there's yeah. still a stigma 
But when I've showed old like people that like like my dad, my stepmom, like like people like look like look at these products like that like don't look like cannabis. Oh, hundred percent. They don't mm-hmm. look like cannabis at all. Yeah. Like like I just uh, talked to this one company called 1906. Oh yeah, I oh, love what they do. Do you know them? They've been around them? for a minute. Yeah, they're they're good guys. <laughs> yeah, they've been around for a minute. And they make like the pills and stuff yeah. like that. I like, like them. The, it's the cool. genius pills stuff yeah. like that. So I was talking to them recently and. Looks like you're just taking an Advil or... 100%. I like how it's specific to what you want to feel, you know? It's like the chill. Like, I took one of the chill ones before coming on the podcast, and, like, honestly, my anxiety went down so much. I was like, I love this. It really does, yeah. (laughs) And it's it's something that, you know, Inshale, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, So when I was general manager at the Cannabis, and this is one of the first news sites... This is my first kind of true yeah. segue into the industry and um, is the first news site that kind of covered the good, the bad, the ugly. Like there was Dope Magazine, David Tran's thing, and there mm-hmm. was, you know, Matt Stangover, High Times. There were these culture-centric yeah. educational mm-hmm. platforms or news news platforms. But, you know, the cannabis was like the first. And it's interesting. I remember getting a call from a guy who was looking to transition into the industry that he was actually um, uh, one of the guys that was uh, behind – kind of evolving the technology that's associated mm. with the chemicals in Roundup, which is, oh, okay. you know, Asian mm-hmm. orange. I mean, that yeah, stuff is yeah, like, that's, yeah. you know, kill it very, very, and very as soon bad. as he told me where he's coming from, I was about to hang out, honestly, because that is, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. a little hippie of me, but I, I was <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this clown. He's working for, yeah. the, for the Antichrist, right? And yeah. so Working for the enemy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> for the enemy. And then he started, he was a scientist, so he did give a little more objective perspective. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what's hard for people to understand about cannabis, and that was hard for us, you know, coming from a big industry like that, is it can be ingested in every single way. So exactly mm-hmm. to your point, a lot of people don't realize, and, and I can tell you because I've tried every method, but to your point, like yeah. traditionally smoking or your buddy's brownies. Like yeah. that's what our parents grew up with. That's right. what I grew up that's, When that's you consume weed. That's what they think of. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what they think of. They yeah. think of a joint. A joint or, or, or a brownie. Or the special brownie. Right. Yeah. And right. like people will say that, you know, their doctor has recommended it or they want to try it. But it's like, I can't smoke because my lungs. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. there are other ways. You can take a There's tincture. You can take ways. edibles. You can. And that's what I was going to say. Like so many other things. Yeah. I've used them, you know, for certain ailments, topicals, to your point. I've used a transdermal. I had a diverticulitis in my intestine and. Couldn't mm-hmm. eat for 24 hours. I was on antibiotics. Mm, so my stomach mm, yeah, hurt. I was nauseous, the pain. And I put a 24 to 1. So 24 parts CBD to 1 part THC mm-hmm. as far as the ratio. And it, I could not, the pain went away. The, the nausea went away. That's when I got sold, to be honest, on consuming mm-hmm. it in other means. But to give an example, mm-hmm. and this totally off the record, but happened to forget <laughs> about a, a device that was in my backpack when I went to Santiago. And I was hanging out. And I speak enough Spanish, but it's interesting because uh, my Spanish is more... Uh, like Mexican or California Spanish, mm-hmm. not yeah, so much yeah. a proper, like South America is, is a yeah. different style. Well, you get the dialect from <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. So it was a little, stuff. little bit lost in translation, but these guys were sitting down. I was um, hanging out, you know, outside, just chilling for a minute. And mm-hmm. these guys, and they're passing around. I was like, no, I'm okay. And I actually had, um, it's, it's a small disposable, but a really high quality uh, pen from, yeah. from California. Mm-hmm. And they looked at like, what? and I'm like, I just told them to try it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And they were just like blown away because <laughs> the flavor from the terpenes, you know, mm-hmm. California, yeah, we kind of have like, high expectations. Oh, California, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my God, like one of them, you could just see his face. And then all of them, you know, they're consuming probably down there, 13, 14% THC. Not that everything's about THC, but yeah. you know, right. that does, well, that's I mean, the engine. in California now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, terpenes, we're about the steering wheel more so than the engine. <laughs> right. but, um, but yeah, so, but you could just tell all of them from an experiential standpoint, it was not what they're used to consuming. Nope. But that was a format that they don't even have there. Like a lot of people yeah. don't realize that mm-hmm. concentrates in general 
Um, they just really came into fruition. I'm not counting space cakes and brownies, mm-hmm. but like the true oils, mm-hmm. oils and tinctures, right. tinctures transdermals, like that. like that all is just come into fruition in the last yeah. few years in Europe. And, oh and yeah, Europe. totally. While we're the technology leader, they're not that far behind. Yeah. Even right. in uh, you know? even backward from North Carolina, New York, yeah. all that stuff, nobody consumed. Like rarely people consume. Uh, the concentrates, concentrates like, yeah. like yeah. they very do, few people, like they do here yep. in California. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, for us. Like, like I'll like tell you people, said, <laughs> you just had yeah. it before you came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, like I'll tell people, I'll be like, oh, like they 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 smoke heavy smokers. I'll know them. Like, oh, you dad? They'd be like, nah, we don't do that. Yeah. Like, like that's way too strong. I'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, saves time and energy. Yeah, I'm like, all right, saves, <laughs> right. saves exactly. time, and energy, saves yeah. time, and energy, and a little bit of weed too. So, oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> exactly know if you remember true. the company, but remember the they were like Listerine strips. Those were really cool. Oh, that was uh, who were those? Oh, I do remember. Did you guys ever come across the ones that were? We tried it. They were dosed remember. toothpicks too. I've, Super dope. I've heard of it that. Was like Never 10 tried I've heard yeah. of the toothpick. You just suck on the toothpick. Huh. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, you, and that's so, so people ask me, they're like, yeah. oh, do you, so I'm a microdoser, and that's what keeps my tolerance um, in an ideal place. Cause if mm-hmm. you do, you, you guys know, you yeah. know, it starts wearing on you. So I microdose, and so I'm more so on the edible side. And so people are like, oh, well, do you travel? I'm like, yeah, I'm like if it's a mint or if it's a if it's a yeah you, you can't it's, yeah it's food. I mean, th- yeah I'm like I I put mm-hmm. in my edibles because yeah. most of them are you know little jellies or whatever I'll put them in with yeah. my Sour Patch Kids I'm like yeah oh, no, I, with candy I do yeah. the same, exactly. I do the same, same thing. thing I would mix yeah. it in with my candy it and looks stuff the like same that. nobody knows exactly mm-hmm. yeah but, but it definitely is it's changed yeah. and that's oh, that's yeah, part of the changed. the stereotypes and the personas yeah. are like oh if if you consume cannabis you smoke and it's like no not everyone's a stone yeah not everyone's that one or two percenter there's some people that actually consume in a more, you know, yeah. um, modern way, even dryer. I don't know if you dryer vape too. Like I've got a G pen. I've got. Oh, a, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Dry, yeah. So I've done that throughout the yeah. years. People are like, oh, like do you, you know, do you burn? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll roll joints when I'm in places where that's all it's available. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. all but at home. I'll, I'll use my G pen or I'll use my Firefly, put in yeah. a half gram, you know, bring the temperature down to burn off the terpenes first to really mm-hmm. get that experiential. I'm all, but I'm all about convectional who, I mean, why you don't need a light on fire anymore to get the yeah yeah <laughs> right, exactly the yeah like the there, there are so many like if like if it's like a health perspective that yep. you're coming from then like there are so many ways out there than combustion and smoking because yeah. and that's us here right people are always like oh like it's still like carcinogenic like I'm not yeah. gonna lie to people like smoking anything in any kind of form exactly. is not healthy for you yeah. and like if if you don't think that smoking like actual burning cannabis and inhaling smoke is good for you then like yeah. you you, you yeah. got to recheck some things yeah but the cannabis itself is not it's just it's now trying to figure out the healthiest way and the safest way to do that and what works for you yeah. too and what that's works exactly because I've mm-hmm. that's the hardest part everybody's yeah. different that's that's when you get into obviously it on a molecular level converts into a different iteration uh, when you ingest it, you know, as, oh, as yeah, far totally. as edibles. But mm-hmm. I have some friends that are like, it does, I have a, a buddy in particular and he's like, it just, I'll give him like 20 milligrams. Like, I don't feel anything. That's what he says. He says it doesn't really do it for says, him. I, I, I'll, I'll, I can, I'll consume a, like hundred mil, like hundred milligram edible and I'll be sitting there yeah. and be like, when is this going to like, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. I'll get like the, like, like maybe like feel like the giggles for like a second and then it like dissipates, but it's not like smoking and it's not like, yeah, when it's, it's converting to hydroxyl like 11, it's just it's not weird. doing anything for you. But mm-hmm. then other people will be like, you give him five milligrams and oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, for her. Like, yeah, like, that's like for me. Like five milligrams. Yeah. She's like, it's oh like my enough. God, I'm, I'm so. Good. <laughs> I'm perfect too. I'm like the perfect yeah. buzz. For some, it's probably comparable to like a glass or two of wine, but yeah. you know, I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting how it does, to your point, it's very subjective on the individual. And you have, it goes back to that's education. Like you need to figure out what works for you because. Right. 
cannabis works for a lot of people, but it is, to your point, just as relevant how much and how you take it as yeah. it is what you're taking. Oh, no, yeah, totally. Because if you go into the, like, I was talking to somebody recently about, like, oh, they were like, oh, is cannabis addictive, stuff like that. I go, no, but if you go into it using the wrong mindset, you it, it's, yeah. it's not going to help you. You, you have to True. be in the right mind, know what you're doing, and... Keep it and use it for the right right reasons. Yeah, and just, I just agree. like anything else, just like if you drink too much water, you can overdrink too much water. You you can. It's totally true. You, you can, can overdo it on anything. You do, yeah, you, you can overdo it on, overdo it on everything. I learned that that's something I also learned from Europeans. Yeah. Everything in moderation. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, and I I gave up drinking like three years ago. I only do it very rarely on special occasions. But you go over there and people are like, oh my god, they're always drinking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but they're drinking like a glass of wine with lunch a pint with dinner like yeah. everything even the food yeah. like oh they're eating all the time yeah they're eating tapas like they're eating yeah. an eighth of they're what we put on one plate yeah. yeah the portion size exactly. matters totally. oh by the way they walk eight or nine kilometers a day to and from work like yeah everything in moderation and that doesn't discriminate to your point to cannabis alone like it's oh, yeah. anything in your life mm-hmm. in moderation exactly yeah. Yeah. 100%. I remember you mentioning that you have like a home grow. Yeah. When did you start doing yeah. that? I'm just curious. Oh my gosh, when I was 14. <laughs> oh wow. All right, so he knows the ins and outs of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, um, I, I did. I did start when I was really young, but no, I actually took a hiatus because again, I was traveling. Um, 2019, I traveled 120,000 miles in the air to give you an idea wow. of how much I was traveling wow, for, for building the brand I was at at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have to cut back some of my hobbies. I barely had enough time to to wrench on my hot rods and ride my motorcycle. So I, I definitely <laughs> wasn't getting into growing. Yeah. But then the pandemic came and, and while everyone else was making their sourdough and kombucha, yeah. I, I, I was I was like, I'm gonna start I was growing. Perfecting it. my home grow. I there was, man. Like I had um everyone knows I'm some of my friends call me a can of snob. I'm not I'm a can of sewer. <laughs> <Can of> sewer. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe, you know, a can of geek. But I was connect, I was collecting these great genetics everywhere I went. People would be like, "Hey, you know, I heard you you, you like the land race, the heirloom, yeah. you know, the true like where it all began." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a friend from South Africa got me some, um, you know, not crossbred, just backbred uh, Durban poison, and you know, I got wow. some nice. uh, Maui Waui and cat piss from Hawaii, and then I was, oh, wow. just all these different. And so, yeah, I was like, well, if if I'm grounded, if I'm at home, you know, I might as well get back into it. I should have brought you guys some. I'm sorry. Uh, No, it's all (laughs) I'll give some to Andrew this weekend. But but yeah, so I I got into growing it. I am a traditionalist. Like I do outdoor, full term, try to do as close to land race. Like what Mm -hmm. I took down right now, it's actually, it's in, it's auto curing in in our grove bags because I don't have time (laughs) to burp because I'm traveling. But Mm -hmm. um, it's a Zihuataneja, which is a a Mexican land race um, straight out of Southern Mexico cross with a uh, tie. Oh, and very so nice. it's wow. a really interesting. Cool. Sounds I would, like a very interesting strain. It is. Yeah, it's a yeah. unique. Yeah. The turt profile is super interesting. So that's in cure. What I do, I, I learned this from the Italians too, because some people in their opinion think that the methodology we do in the States isn't really the traditional model. Like most people that grow outdoor, indoor, yeah. they'll mm-hmm. dry for what, what we call it 60, 60, 14, right? 60% a relative humidity in yeah. an ambient room and then mm-hmm. 60 degrees temperature yeah. for 14 days. You'll dry. And then it's it's a little bit of that voodoo, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. like snapping sticks and squeezing buds. Yeah. I know, right? People are always like, oh, I you have to you. be in like the professional in the industry exactly. for like 25 years. So you really yeah, know and what you're looking at, where you can go. Yep. Yeah, we're good. That's exactly <laughs> it. So everyone has that opinion. And so, I'm, but it, again, it's where you're at. Yeah. But um, that's been the traditional model. And then most people cure for maybe two weeks. And 
I really learned from the Italians and no surprise because they're very passionate about their wine and about mm-hmm. their oil. Yeah, like everything they do is like everything for food. It's craft. Yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. not just a it's not just a hobby or a professional. No, like, there's this passion is my, in there. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Spend the time and energy. That's to it. Perfect it. And so I learned from from a few uh, growers over there. It was actually a Spanibus several years oh, wow. ago, okay. and they're like, no, they're all to really get the proper maturity on specifically the terpenes. Uh, you need to age as well. So I'll do mm-hmm. two weeks dry give or take two weeks cure and then two months aging. And so wow. it's just okay. this, this model where you kind of just step down, um, in your, your, um, relative humidity to get down to the right level and then just hold it and just leave it alone. Like literally you leave it, leave it oh. in a sealed container. You don't mm-hmm. pinch, you don't pull, you don't take anything out. And so I've practiced that. And, um, so yeah, so what I've taken down, I had to take it on early. We had crazy, it was 160, it was a degree warmer here than it was in Las Vegas oh, in wow. late summer here is insane. So we got this heat wave, so I had to take down early, mm. and mm. Um, and that kind of sucked. But yeah. um, but still, I was like, you know, I'm still going to stick to my yeah. model. And I'm at, so right now, it's about two weeks into the aging process of what I grew. But I love um, it. It's it's therapeutic, mm-hmm. just like cooking. Oh, right. cooking. You know, yeah, I used to help my dad and, and his friends make uh, homemade wine back in the day. Yeah, and it's like it's like just. Like it was, yeah, you love cooking. Yeah, you and use and it. I, I love it, cooking. It's so in therapeutic general, for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I'm so like. Anything, I remember uh, I was going through this long, arduous interview process, like interview with like 10 directors and then like the CEO and the VP. One of the last people I interviewed with was the um, the director of HR. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're usually the ones that have the most interesting questions because they're having to do it all the time, right? Oh, right. yeah, totally. <laughs> and so she's asking me all the professional questions and she, and I, I really take this to heart because being a hiring manager myself, I'm like, I started really integrating this into mine, but I'm like, this is a cool question. She is all, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about on a personal level, not just mm-hmm. professionally? Like, not professionally. What do you do in your That's spare time? That's a good question. Yeah. Much mm-hmm. right. yeah. And because you need to, there needs to be a balance. We don't live to work. We work to live. And that's a mantra right. everyone should Definitely. live by. And so I was like, um, yeah, I'm like, so, you know, I, I like to cook, really love to cook, have this little seasoning business, my retirement mm-hmm. plan. So I really love cooking. I'm like, I love my hot rods and love riding my motorcycle and wrenching on them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do like to garden when I can. Yeah. So she's like, so you like doing things with your hands. You like creating. And I'm like, oh, it's like total epiphany. I never yeah. connected those You're dots. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, Wait, there's true. a common thread through like, all of these things that I like to do. <laughs> like, I don't mind working with people and sitting in front of a computer all day. But when it comes to me and, and my passion, it's it's creating things and working yeah. with things with my hands. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and once I realized that, I'm like, yeah, that's my moment of zen is it doesn't matter if it's, again, if it's gardening or if it's, you know, fixing the hot rod or if it's cooking. Like, that is my my get away from yeah. the stress of 12 hour days, you know, nice. and cannabis plays into that very much. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cannabis is a great way to relieve your daily stress after a long day yep. of work or something like that. Like a lot exactly. of people I meet, a lot of like top end CEOs, stuff like that. A lot of them do not consume throughout the day. They no. wake up, maybe they'll do a little micro dose in the yep. morning just to yep. get like, like, like with their cup of coffee and then yep. the rest of the day they're, they're straight. And then at night they'll take that heavy indigo or some, some to go to bed. That's it. And that's it. But actually, I've been kind of experimenting myself with the sleeping in cannabis because uh, I know uh, I recently saw a study that cannabis has a compound in it that suppresses REM sleep. That's true. That's true. And I forget what it's called. I think it starts with like an S or something like that. So, well, the the thing that occurs is, to your point, when there's an excessive amount of THC, almost like an excessive amount of alcohol. And again, Mm -hmm. you know this. You learned this in school. But (laughs) a lot of people don't know that alcohol, first and foremost, is a stimulant and then a depressant. So when you take it in moderation, if you have a – that's why a lot of smart people have a glass of wine or a glass of beer because initially Mm -hmm. it's a stimulant. But when you take an excessive amount, it becomes a depressant. 
that's the same as far as your point with the study mm-hmm. on on specifically THC. When you take an excessive amount, it, it makes things race so much that you aren't allowed to fall into REM. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people have shifted towards cannabinol, CBN. Yes. And CBN, this is where this plant really is. It's a miracle on so many levels. But CBN, it's crazy. It's an oxidized iteration of THC. Hmm. So okay. it's what I call okay. the ghost cannabinoid. Maybe that'll get the ghost cannabinoid. catch on at some point yeah. or another. I mean, hey, but they have in physics, they have the ghost, the good, like the god particle. Yeah. And stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. So, so I, I think on. it makes sense. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. It could. So if you, so Trademark. Let, exactly, right? <laughs> so even if you let your, your weed sit out on a windowsill for five months and forget about it at your cabin on the lake, like there's still benefits to that weed. And yeah. in many instances, it's oxidized because of exposure to light and oxygen and it's converted to CBM. But cannabinol, that's what I, I gave to a lady sitting next, oh, totally off the record, but sitting <laughs> next to me on a plane. I was, she was like, God, I just wish she, she's like, do you have any on you? I'm like, well, I have, you know, what is kind of comparable to a sleeping pill? I'm all, it's only yeah. two and a half milligrams THC, two and a half milligrams CBD. I'm all, but it's literally 2% CBN, and that's all you need to help you fall asleep. It's essentially like melatonin kind of on steroids Okay. in that it helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, but then if you only need seven hours of sleep, you wake up in seven hours. Okay. Like oh, it, yeah. It's not an ambient. Yeah. It's not yeah, going to knock you yeah. on your ass for, for yeah. 10 hours yeah. Yeah, cause like come I, out zombie nation. Yeah, because like as I'm learning more and more like professionally about the plant and all that, I was like, I, I saw that one study. I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, I'm like maybe this is why I wake up like, kind of groggy yeah. and stuff in the morning because I smoke really close to bed to help me feel like my restless leg syndrome and stuff oh, yeah. like that. yeah. Like I get help, it helps a lot with that. So uh, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna look into the uh, CBN. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Shell CBN and cool. just a good balance of cannabinoids. And you always want to keep an eye out, and it's tough in certain markets, but yeah. you want to stay away from isolates. You know, that's nothing against um, you know some of these methodologies of extraction, but you know, there's three different ways to extract traditionally. Oh there's, yeah. There's obviously you know ethanol, which has been the mm-hmm. traditional alcohol, yeah. um, and then you have CO2, and then you have. Um, um, uh, you have the, the press, Gosh, the, uh, BHO, sorry, yeah. butane, butane and uh, butane hash oil. And so obviously these are all different methodologies to extract, but the core focus yeah. is always on the THC, not on other, yeah. what we call minor cannabinoids. They right? strip, they basically yeah. strip out yeah. all those other minor cannabinoids. Out, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of, kind of the, the baby in the bathwater type. It's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. You're able to get what you want, but mm-hmm. you're also losing what you don't. So I would recommend too, if you find anything with CBN, um, Flash frozen, fresh frozen, live rosin, all those things are great yeah. because that's the different extraction, yep. right? Yep. That's yep. the different only extract. That's using heat and pressure. Yeah, that's heat it. and pressure, that's yeah. it. No chemicals. No chemicals, no, no stripping. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking for broad spectrum or at minimum full spectrum. So yes. something that, again, isn't just an isolate of THC or an isolate of CBN yeah. or an isolate of, of It's not just CBD. one thing. It has all exactly. those things in there. And that's like... And uh, like what we uh, slightly touched on before, California is now big. Like the market's driven by high THC content. Oh, it's, and dude. Yeah, it's crazy. People That's such and, a, and consumers are like, oh, my, yeah, oh, my God, high THC contents. But then they don't realize that they're, they're, the THC is taking up all this room in the plant for all these other cannabinoids that are yeah. actually what's helping you and stuff like that. Because you can have a high THC content and not feel yeah. that high. Well, and you, I, I, so again, especially like my generation, me a little bit older, like there's a lot of people who, oh, weed was what I smoked when I was quote unquote a kid, right? So yeah. they gave up after mm-hmm. high school or college. And you guys probably have friends like this too, who, who got suckered into the whole alcohol. But, oh yeah, it's more socially accepted. It's liquid, mm-hmm. you know, courage, all yeah, the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, all that stuff. So you have friends that are like, oh, you're, you know, is it weed? Is it this, that? You have to educate them. But some of them, of my friends have gotten the oil because it's the most convenient, the mm-hmm. easiest. Right. And they're like, man, it's kind of weird though. I go from like being sober to just being high, but it's like a cloudy high. And I'm like, that's because, to your point, it's all mm-hmm. THC. They don't THC. reintroduce the terpenes mm-hmm. or the minor mm-hmm. cannabinoids. So to your point, that's very much 
relevant yeah. in what you're consuming. And this is the interesting thing is a lot of my friends who are, who are OGs and they're very, very excellent at what they do as far as their craft, they're not consuming those highest THC level. Oh, and no. plus, anyway, nothing can have 45%. I mean, the median yeah, THC like, level in this country is 21%. Yeah. But anything over that, you're just getting, yeah, it's, it, it's just it's, gassed it, up. Yeah, yeah it's totally gassed. They're yeah. lacing it. They're they're throwing keef on it or the lab is, or they're paying off the lab. Yeah. <laughs> just put it that way. Yeah. But a lot of my friends who are OGs, like they're smoking things like forbidden fruit where the median THC is 15%, anywhere from 14 to 16%. So yeah. we'll say 15%. Mm -hmm. So it's a lower THC. But the terpene percentage versus one to two percent, it's more like four or five percent. Yeah, terpene. yeah. So it right. has that compared to what's usually on the market. It's yes, the exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm frustrated. We don't like to compare cannabis to alcohol. It's hard not to because both yeah, are gone through prohibition. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. But that's the thing. As people is like post prohibition before all of our time. But post prohibition. <laughs> Not everybody is like, I still want bathtub gin. I still want vodka. People are like, yeah. I miss beer. I miss wine. Yeah. I mm -hmm. want things that are experiential to getting that buzz. And to your point, that unfortunately, the, the minority group of consumers is what's really driving mm -hmm. the majority's <laughs> product. And that is way too high THC. Like yeah, I, I don't definitely. think a single dose should be ten I milligrams. Go, yeah, no, yeah, totally. I mean, like, I'm I, like, I go into a, a dispensary and they go, oh, like what kind of flower are you looking for? Whatever. I'm like, uh, let me see your outdoor grown stuff first. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. like the Indian grown they're stuff. Like, uh, or, uh. Yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we yeah. may have. Let me check the back. We a may couple? have like one yeah. or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, oh, that's exactly like, true. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's exactly. And that's I just had a conversation about it too because again, yeah, I'm old school, love the outdoor, but too many people are putting that emphasis on the genotype. Like, what are these genetics? Is it going to put out high THC? They're not focusing on, there's three factors in the experiential, mm -hmm. right? So there's the geno, the pheno, and, and then the chemo, which is, so genotype is the type of genetics you're starting with. Phenotype is that outside factor. So what are you feeding it? You know, what mm -hmm. kind yeah. of light, what kind of water, what kind of oxygen? Yeah. What's I was going to say, we have to put it some right? kind of layman's terms a little bit. Yeah, we are, exactly. Yeah. We are talking audience so, yeah. so the phenotype is like you know it's it's not just oh i've got i've got a daisy it's a daisy plant that you put in manure versus in um, black soil and you're feeding it reverse mm -hmm. osmosis uh water versus uh tap water it has chlorine in it yeah. so that's the kind of thing that really influences what we call the phenotype the chemotype is the last step that's how your body yeah. intakes because you have an endocannabinoid system or ecs mm -hmm. we all do mm -hmm. you have um the c1 c2 receptors so it's how your body uptakes it. And so to your point, it's frustrating when people all they care about is THC because yeah. for a lot of people, the the type of terpene, like for me, myrcene and lemonine for the win. Like oh, some yeah. people love pinene or yeah. other, like for me, like the myrcene is sedative. It's very similar mm -hmm. to CBN yeah. as far as how cannabinoids are. And so that's what I look for. But to your point, like unfortunately, and education's key, there's still that motivation for the loud. I need the loud. I need the fire. Yeah, I need the loud. Yeah. 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 It's like, stop with your loud. Yeah, like, I don't need white lightning. It's, it's, it's funny how <laughs> things progress because like when, and when I was in high school and stuff like that, loud was like, it smelled. Like, yeah. it, like it wasn't, it yeah. didn't like, like how high I got. No, it really just didn't matter. Hit you in the like face. if right. you could smell the dude walking down the yeah. block or yeah. like, like right when he opens the window from his car or something, like you're like, damn, that is some loud. <laughs> loud. Yeah. And you're like, that's loud. Now it's like high THC contest. Yeah. And right. it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, like I, I've, I, I saw it a sad place that the market was turning. Yeah. It's so. unfortunate. And we're trying a lot of us. That's one thing of a friend that connected the dots are like, one thing I've noticed about you is like, you're really leading the path on pushing the understanding and knowledge around terpenes. And I'm like, yeah, because mm -hmm. again, it's important. Yeah, it is. And the yeah. analogy I use is like, you guys heard me say, like 
cannabinoids, specifically THC, that's the engine. So that's what gives you the power of the high. Yeah. But the steering wheel is the terpene. Mm -hmm. So the experiential. That determines where you go. That determines where you go in your high, you know? So that that's determines if you're part. upbeat and want to, you know, clean the house or if you're down right. and you want to hang out and watch Netflix and chill. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's that's a factor there. But, again, it's it's really unfortunate because the wrong people are driving that, that old school narrative. And, mm -hmm. again, I tell people how many people wanted – 151 post-prohibition versus a nice quality beer right. you know, yeah. or a nice bottle of wine. Oh, like yeah, it's just, totally. But yeah. we'll slowly but surely, there's enough of us that continue to advocate towards what I call will be the cannabis 2.0 yeah. of, of the industry and education. So we'll yeah, get definitely. there. Yeah, definitely. And I know uh, some people out there probably listening are probably really curious. What, what do you think the best, if you would give one or two tips out there for a home grow? Oh wow! Like, like what would be like the best like That's like a good thing like That's most important yeah. well, most important things yeah. to like check off on your list? Man, that it really. What do you think? It starts the 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 best grow really. It starts at the beginning. So making sure you know it's interesting. I just read a quote today. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> reading. If you stop learning, you stop living. Is oh, one yeah, of my mantras. Totally. And someone said, you know, if I was responsible for cutting down several trees over several hours, the first hour I'd spend sharpening my axe. And I was like. Wow. So yeah. what they're saying is being prepared. And that's the same right. thing. Myself, I'm advanced dive certified. We have some great diving off the coast oh, here. So awesome. And so the one thing that we're taught, first and foremost, is plan to dive, dive to plan. And what mm -hmm. that means is exactly that. If I'm going down four atmospheres and I have enough air to maintain an hour dive for four atmospheres, I need to plan accordingly. That doesn't mean go down to 50 feet. That means I can only go down <laughs> yeah, to 40 feet for yeah. an hour. If I go down to 50, that's that's only going to be 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing I'd recommend for a grower is, you know, always start first and foremost with the right media, with the right environment, because mm -hmm. soil is a, if you're doing soil, if you're doing traditional, I mean, some people, if you're yeah. doing aquaponics or hydroponics, or something like that. props to you, takes a lot more time, takes a lot more energy and takes a lot more money, in my mm -hmm. opinion. But if you're going old school, like make sure you start with the right media and then it's the little things like people just throw, I mean, for you all look at, and I'm, I'm not con, you know, condoning drinking yeah. out of a water bottle, but there's a reason why we drink out of a water bottle because we know that's got certain COAs and, and a control on what we're consuming, the pH mm -hmm. and, and the minerals and all the rest of it. So even your water, like people, yeah. when I see them trying to grow a plant and they're feeding water out of the faucet that has mm. um, almost, I'd say 95% of the time in this country has chlorine. Oh yeah, you know, right. and then yeah. oftentimes has fluoride. Well, yeah, well, surprise, it, yeah. plants don't like that. That's no, like, it's, it's not going to work. It's well. not yeah. <laughs> this is an idiocracy. It's not in the rainwater. Right? Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be in there. Yeah, no throwing Gatorade on the crops. Like like Mike <laughs> Judge taught us in uh, idiocracy. That's not the way. So making sure you have Gatorade. the right foundational and there's some basic tools. Buy yourself. On that note, buy yourself some sort of pH tool to be able to measure the water and and what the pH balance is because just like our bodies, we mm -hmm. like to be around you know between six and seven for our pH. Mm -hmm. Plants do too. No surprise. Yeah. Like yeah. most of my buddies, we they're, we they're living beings. Yep, they have they a exactly. Sweet spot too. too. Yeah, they very much do. Um, and then the other is just I would have to say, just be patient. Like you can't rush. Just like us growing up. Like as much as we want to be adults when we we're little, so we could do things like drive or or <laughs> like stay out late or whatever. Yeah. Like you really have to take one step at a time. And there's a reason why mm -hmm. there's phases like the vegetative state before you go into the flower state. Like you need to take your time and don't rush it. And one of the things I constantly preach is, and I know this is more than a few, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no I'm, I'm sure there's it. people out there right now. are like, write this yeah. down, write this down. Yeah. The one Bullet thing I'll say. It. Yeah. Exactly, right? So keep this in mind, but but literally 
growing is only half the battle. So, so growing the plant, as much time, energy, and effort that we put into growing. And I, I was just, this is great. I'm not trying to name drop, but no. friends with Ed Rosenthal, who's, who's a very uh, well-recognized grower, and a lot of people know the grower's handbook and, and learn from it, like myself. Yeah. I was just on a phone call with him this morning, good friends, and we were just talking about this. And he agrees because he, he used to put so much emphasis on the grow. Mm-hmm. Growing's only half the battle. How you dry the flower, how you cure yeah. the flower, so and many how other you steps. Snore it. Yeah, He's, I've so had many friends that have like first grow, especially up in New York. Yep, they harvest and then all of a sudden, like they they crack the thing, it just puffs. It's like yeah, puffs and mold and stuff. I'm like, bruh. I'm yep. like, you just wasted all that time and money just to that's exactly destroy it. your stuff at the end. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. So those few tools that we use mm-hmm. during the grow is the pH to make sure the, um, we're talking like 15 bucks on Amazon, like literally yeah. just a pH mm-hmm. meter that you put in your water to make sure it's balanced. If it's, you can do the, the organic method like me, you know, if you need to add acid, if it's too high, you add a little bit of lemon juice and that, mm-hmm. that brings it down because you're adding mm-hmm. acidic to it. Um, you can go on the inverse with base. Um, but they also have up and down where you can you can purchase liquids. Yeah, to, you can purchase liquids yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then the other side would be a hygrometer. Um, you can literally, again, not to plug Amazon, but for, like yeah. for 15 bucks, <laughs> yeah. you can buy- You can get everything on there. Yeah, you can buy a meter and it literally can just be a little stand that you put in your, your dry room or your dry tent or your, your dry box, whatever you're drying mm-hmm. in, in your cure room. And it literally will tell you the ambient and the relative humidity. I mean, like mine, oh. I could show you guys. I literally have an app that tells me what the yeah, temperature can, is right now. Yeah, in that's the awesome. Ambient yeah. So use use the tools. No more. Use your technology. Yeah, so use your technology. Stop yeah. snapping sticks, yeah. man. And squeeze mm-hmm. the buds. Like, just stop. Yeah. Just the, There's so yeah. many resources. Yeah, this, yeah. this is so yeah. many there really resources is. out there. I know you have a podcast on the network. I don't know yeah. if you want to talk about that a little bit before yeah. we close yeah. out here. But. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, the podcast I'm on here, I've been doing for a few years now. Same thing. Good thing it came out of the pandemic. Um, Andrew has hit me up for some time and I'm like, okay, I'm finally off the road. Yeah. Um, so mine got, is called. Got time for it. Yeah, I got time for it. So mine is cure to consumption. And um, we like talk that. about everything's from how it helps us. Those of us are medical advocates, medicinal mm-hmm. advocates, mm-hmm. Um, how it helps towards the cure. But talking about the consumption in general and, and how, to your point, like I talk about a lot of the same stuff, mm-hmm. like the tabooisms and the stigmas associated with this plant and the fact that there's still capital punishment in the Middle East for this plant as opposed to encouragement to growing them here in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. such an extreme. So I have all kinds of people on too. I've had on um, industry doctors, lawyers, scientists, but I've had on some great geneticists and growers. I had on an individual um, that actually owns a dispensary literally at the gateway to Yosemite right next to Mono Lake oh, and that's, awesome. that's who you wow, guys got to meet really earlier. Cool. That's, that's awesome. So, that's oh, really cool. Nice. Yeah. So I have people like that, huh. that that come in who, you know, they literally are that only resource for this medicine and, and for recreational, you know, mm-hmm. but for this medicine mm-hmm. in a specific market. So I have on some very unique individuals like that. And um, yeah, it's just like this. It's very conversational. I have some mm-hmm. people are a little business and are like, can you send me your, your questions? And I'm like, no, I can, I can just tell them to yeah. you right now. I said, um, do you know your name? Do you, do you know what you're <laughs> yeah, passionate yeah. about? Do you know right. why you got in the industry? It's an organic what conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's a very organic. It's fun. A, that's what we want yeah. to hear, right? Relaxed. It's not exactly. a news interview. It's a conversation. Right. That's exactly it's going it. to be so boring. No one wants to listen yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go tune yeah. into NPR. Nothing against NPR. Yeah. But go yeah. tune into something else if you want the news. And mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's this educational yeah. conversation like this that just flows that people like listening to on their drive home or they like tuning into on the couch besides, you know, the mind-numbing television that we've all grown up with. 
So after the end of the day, you sit there with your bong or your blunt and your dog, yeah. and you just listen. <laughs> You're just like, hey, this is a cool show, man. I yeah. want to tune in. So that's what mine is, and, and that definitely that's cool. awesome. Yeah, would love to have you guys that's on awesome. at some point too. Yeah, oh, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. definitely. Yeah. I've yeah. learned so much on. just listening to you talk today. It's been great. I love that. <laughs> that's that's definitely but, uh, my motivation. Yeah. Like, this and uh, I think one more thing I want to touch on because uh, I always like diving into the business side of things. Also, yeah, for sure. You were talking about a lot about like building brands and stuff like that. So for the someone who has their cannabis company out there, they're looking to build, grow their brand. What would, what would you say is like, what would first steps or best things for them to do? That's an excellent question. Yeah. So first off, um, if you talk to anyone who's plant touching this industry and you ask them that question, they'd say run. Like a lot of my friends are like, go the other way because it is so hard. Like this industry it started out as a community, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying banking started out as a mm-hmm. community, you know, groceries. Yeah. Everything started out as a community before an industry. But this really is a community first still. And you need to be passionate. You don't have to be a consumer. Yeah, we did no, we did, we did, a study when I was at Weed Maps. We had 400 employees. 34% of them didn't consume. Oh. I thought that was awesome because yeah, everyone was passionate. Just some people just chose not to consume or couldn't. Yeah. So they still support. I would say, yeah, they yeah. still support. Yeah. So you definitely, I will say that it's very much... Uh, in my opinion, necessity to at some level be passionate, be passionate about freeing the plant or about the medicinal attributes Mm -hmm. or about erasing the stigma. But you got to be passionate. Long story short, be passionate about what you do. That's it. Treat your cannabis plants like you do your dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Love them. uh, Heart and soul. And uh, try that outdoor grown bud out there. Support an outdoor grower. Oh my gosh, too, you guys. You'd be surprised. Trust me, it's fire. (laughs) And uh, Thanks so much for coming on the show, Lance. So nice to meet you. you. We'll definitely have you on again. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Any shout outs, friends and family? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Shout outs. Uh, Everyone back back home listening to and in right now. Uh, Shout out to Grow grow Bags. Yeah. Obviously, go pick one up if you're curing your, your. your, your homemade bud and stuff like that. Yep, and, definitely. Uh, do you got any shout outs you want to give to somebody? No, just, yeah, if anyone, feel free to hit me up. I'm, I'm all about being that educational resource, 805 Lance, um, on all social media handles yeah. or lancelambert.com. Takes you to my LinkedIn page if you want to talk more business. Um, yeah, I'm all about supporting the movement. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, check out our socials. We'll link you there. And until uh, next time. Thanks. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.